You're listening to Door and Window Market Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update, The Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. And now I'll turn it over to Tara Tafara, publisher of DWM Magazine, who will introduce our special guest. Our guest today is Todd Tamalak, Senior Vice President at John Burns Real Estate Consulting, who's going to share relevant data on COVID's impact on remodeling jobs, including numbers specific to windows and doors. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, great to be on the show. Well, we're really glad you can join us. I know I've heard you speak and you're, I think you're going to have some good uh, info for us. So first, briefly tell our listeners about what your company does and how it relates to remodeling and windows and doors. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, John Burns Real Estate Consulting, we are a independent housing research firm that 100% of all we do is think about U.S. residential construction. So that includes new construction and repair and remodel. And we work with just about everyone that has some sort of skin in residential construction. So uh, everyone from uh, you know, some like the, the home builders, the building product companies, Home Depot, a lot of the retailers, but also the investors, a, a lot of uh, private equity or uh, you know, hedge funds, things like that, who are looking for opportunities within building products. We we kind of touch the whole group. Uh, so I specifically run the building products practice at the firm. Uh, and we have some reports that focus very deeply on repair and remodeling spending including uh, spending within rental units and owner units and big projects and small projects. So, you know, in a situation like this, uh, the story is very much about shifts between scales of projects that are happening, people kind of choosing to do less of one and more of another. So, um, yeah, windows and doors is an interesting category for sure. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Yeah, I was told that's one of your areas of expertise. But first, generally tell us um, about the type of data. Again, I heard you speak on a webinar. It was really good information about how um, you're already tracking how COVID is already impacting remodeling projects. Um, So can you share some of those general um, trends with us? And then we'll get a little deeper into um, windows and doors. Sure. Yeah. Um, so at a, at a high level, uh, and I'll be the first to caveat to say we are still thinking through our forecast for the full year, uh, okay. just because things are changing so quickly within within the space, as you know. So, so this course. isn't our forecast, but this is what, what's in front of our nose today and what we right. know. Right, um, which would be helpful for our listeners to know. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Uh, so so if we we spend a lot of time uh, trying to measure uh, by by a number of means, but including a lot of surveys of uh, what the pipeline of remodeling projects looks like. And so the numbers that I have right in front of me suggest that we're at about 12% cancellation rate, meaning that for people that were planning a project for this year, all, every, every type of home improvement project, uh, about 12% of those are pulling the plug. Uh, another 25% are kind of telling us that they're postponing it. I always kind of view though the cancellation rates and the postponements as they're kind of interchangeable. I could cancel a project today. Some of them will never come back. Some of them will, they're just a longer postponed period, you know, Mm -hmm. and I may do it next year or the year after. Um, But we kind of define postpone as they still tell us they're planning on doing the project 
in the 2020 calendar year. So probably 12, 12% is a reasonable number to haircut off that. Uh, that's actually a little bit better than it was two weeks ago. Uh, we were getting a read of about 14%. So it, it does look like it's starting to stabilize, which is, you know, encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, is there any anything else generally you want to add before I start asking you a little bit more about um, windows and doors? Yeah. So, I mean, I can just give you a, a little bit of color. Um, within the kind of the home improvement arena, we, we tend to look at things from a large project, which typically includes where you might be moving, you know, walls around a lot more investment typically uh, can be funded by home equity lines, things like that versus the smaller projects, which can be more of like the updates and maybe uh, they might include more minor spending around the home. The last time we saw, uh, you know, a, a, a major downturn, which is of course the, the financial crisis, we actually saw some of the small projects, um, the spending in that grew. Um, mm-hmm. But we, what that was is a lot of deferred big projects that just didn't happen. And instead they did a couple onesie twosie things and then, you know, did the spending that way. So we're, we're kind of thinking that probably we'll see something similar happen. It's just a question of, uh, where the floor is and then what that monthly kind of timing of that build back is if we see things bottom in May or June, um, what it looks like by, you know, DIY versus pro. Um, we do rate every build. Well, I shouldn't say every most building product categories every single month. Uh, we could call it a hotness rating, but it includes like both new construction and R and R together. Yes. Uh, and, and right now, uh, you know, on a one to ten scale, if one was was very very bad and declining double digits, meaning the fundamentals are very poor, uh, and and ten was the opposite, um, there are a couple categories that coming into this were almost at a nine. Um, windows and doors, we 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 still have it as above. It, it's strong. It's a six out of ten, which which we view as a pretty strong rating, but we think it's going to change pretty pretty rapidly. Change for the better. Uh, we, we think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but I, I would take the, you know, if, if, if we were a hedge fund and we were buying one category and shorting another category, I would want to be an owner of windows and doors versus some other categories as, as kind of the floor starts to get pulled out because, uh, when we can talk about this more, I'm sure. Uh, but, but we've seen in our, in our data, some really positive things, uh, within windows and doors, it doesn't happen for some of the other product segments. Okay. Well, feel free to tell us about those now. Okay. So, um, yeah, well, windows and doors is a, li- a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, we have in our, in our, we, you know, one of our monthly reports, we've got a forced ranking that we're showing this month that kind of walks through uh, some really interesting analysis that we did from the American housing survey data, which was, you know, of course, a mat- the, the way that survey is done is it matches the same household and tracks them over time. So we can see, you know, how a given household, you know, spends on remodeling when they have kids and then how they spend on remodeling when, you know, they get a raise and how they spend when they, you know, move and then they get a different job and all, all those other things. And so what we did is we followed um, all the households in, in the, the data that we had and looked at four households that lost their job or took a pretty serious income hit, which uh, we think, you know, I was in cl- clearly in some cases, people have already lost their jobs. We've seen 26 million people file, you know, initial unemployment claims. But in some cases, uh, the the hit to income may be delayed or deferred until later this summer. So we were trying to get a sense of which product categories and at what price points and DIY versus pro. 
uh, which product categories generally perform better versus worse. And it's bad. So losing your job is bad for every single product category across the board. Uh, right. However, if I look at windows and doors versus some of the other categories, I can see little carve out pockets within the home improvement data, uh, specifically low to mid price point. Um, we might, maybe we would think, you know, some, probably a lot of those are vinyl windows, uh, particularly a lot of strength at DIY, meaning that uh, we can look at households, the same household, and when that household takes an income hit, they are more likely to spend more dollars at mid-price point DIY window and door projects than if they had not taken that hit. What we think is happening is that it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a mixed shift away from you know, some, some of the higher ticket projects that they might have done before. Uh, it's coming out of pro. It's a little bit of a market share shift. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely opportunities you know, within, within price points where if we look at some other categories like, say, cladding or flooring, it's just read across the board that it, it takes a, a pretty severe hit. It doesn't matter where you play within, you know, like what pocket within the industry. Okay. So uh, this is a good time for me. When I listened to your webinar, one thing you said I wrote in my story that really um, interests me, you said um, longer term windows are going to be fine, um, but windows are taking a hit when it comes to projects being postponed and canceled. So um, just, I know you probably just touched on that a little bit, but so now, you know, maybe short term doesn't look so good, but tell me why um, overall and maybe when you might not know that yet, but when it's going to get better and why they are going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> no, no, well, I'll just take, take that one, one piece at a time. So when we talk about recovery path, it seems like every, every recovery path discussion is around a letter, you know, like it's going to be V shaped or U shaped. Uh, and I think how we're thinking about this recovery more and more is that, uh, look, it's very, very severe. We, we should, we would be fooling ourselves if we said that, uh, there's not going to be a decline just because you can't, you can't have one out of three households have some sort of job loss and not have a hit. Um, right. we're thinking it's going to be more like a J with some sort of uh, kind of bouncing like a yo-yo after that on its way up, meaning uh, expect a very strong bounce. Things are going to bottom out very severely over the next couple months. We're going to see the the raw housing numbers come down. Possibly we could see new lows. We don't know, but it's it's not impossible for us to get back to 2009 levels in terms of new construction. On the remodeling side, it probably will perform quite a bit better just because home prices should hold up quite a bit better than it did during the prior cycle. But we should be expecting pretty severe numbers early summer, mid-summer. And then it's not unreasonable that we see there's a whole lot of capital sitting on the sidelines. There's a lot of distressed dollars that are waiting to invest in. You know, I know a single family rental investment gets talked about a lot. That's really relevant today because we've got very few homes that are listed for sale a lot of rental investors that are waiting to buy any type of home that's available, it could be a serve as any eventual floor for home prices. And we know that when people you know, are living in their home and they're not moving and they see their home prices stable, they're more likely to invest in home improvement, including windows and doors. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would think of a J and then it's not, it's not going to be an easy rapid recovery after that because there's a whole bunch of coordination problems. There's all sorts of other unknowns, but... Uh, it'll be this lumpy recovery 
in the in the quarters to follow. Okay. All right. Um, well, do you have anything else that I didn't ask you, you know, about remodeling industry in general or doors and windows that you wanted to share before we uh, let you go? Yeah, you know, the only other thing I would say would be, uh, so we do a large survey every single month of dealers. And uh, we were pretty fired up about windows and doors coming into the year because we were seeing double digit orders from the deal. And a lot of these are like number one, number two market share, you know, in their regional markets, really putting a lot of spotlight in terms of where they were seeing the most activity. Dealers were, were seeing more window and door activity than they were in other categories, even like decking, which has been, you know, the darling coming up to this point. Uh-huh. Um, so that, that's, that was encouraging to see. And actually I've got our numbers that we're going to put out in our report today and I'm looking at windows and doors, and it's still for March. Uh, we saw a double. I mean, it's 10% growth, so it's just over the double-digit line. It tells me that a lot of them haven't seen that hit their numbers yet. Compared to other categories, it is doing better. So I think that that relative story is good. The only thing that you probably could will run into issues on is we we have a supply chain uh, complexity index, which basically measures. You know, all the different components and all the different relationships that have to go right as the recovery begins to restart uh, where you might see pinch points. And on that measure, we think windows could be a little bit harder from an operation standpoint just because, you know, there's there's so many different, uh, you know, you could easily run into a situation where you've got, you know, you're, you're 20,000 SKUs and you've got uh, the latch and keeper that you use from from one supplier and you just can't get it because we're running into weird shortages and slowdowns. And so now you've got to go scramble and buy it from someone else at a higher cost. So I guess all I would say is as the market recovers, it will be more work to, to bridge the top line to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, th- this will be an opportunity for those who are really, really sharp with their operations to, to show, you know, to show how good they are. Yeah, no, that's good advice too. And I will um, touch on, I'll add to something that you said for what it's worth what you're seeing is what we were seeing too when um, talking to our readers and listeners before this. Um, before all this happened, people were, like you said, dealers, manufacturers were posting really good numbers and saying they were seeing, um, you know, really good growth before this. So I don't know if that's a silver lining. Maybe it'll soften the impact a, a little bit. But for what it's worth, I thought I would yeah. share that we're seeing that as well. That's great color. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad that um, I learned about your company and I know, you know, you have all this data and I'm um, thankful that you shared it with us today. And we definitely want to keep in touch with you. And if you could share those reports with us, if possible, so we can share those with our readers and listeners, I'm sure they'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you. Before we leave today, I have an update to share. DWM is working on its upcoming May-June issue, and we are collecting feedback on how COVID-19 is affecting the industry. Be sure to look for that survey invite on social media, on our website, and in our daily e-newsletter. That concludes today's episode, as well as our special series on COVID-19. It's been our pleasure to bring you more frequent updates, but as news pertaining to the virus slows, we've decided it's time to return to our normal schedule. In the meantime, check dwmmag.com daily for the latest news. Our regular monthly podcast will continue and look for our next episode in May. Take care.